that is chapter 13. And we read from, let's read from uh, verse 5 to verse 21. نقرأ من العدد خمسة إلى العدد 21 عبرانيين 13 ابتداء من العدد خمسة Hebrews 13 beginning with verse 5 Let your manner of life be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have for he hath said I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me Remember them who have the rule over you, and who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their manner of life. Jesus Christ the same, yesterday and today and forever. Be not carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with foods which have not profited them that have been occupied with them. We have an altar of which they have no right to eat, who serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him outside the camp, bearing his reproach, for here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to share, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Our reading was from Hebrews chapter 13. قراءتنا كانت من عبرانين والصحاح 13. There are many different kinds of temptation. One of them is the temptation to conform. To be like those around us. Here were, here were people from a Jewish background who had heard the message and they had responded to the message. At least superficially. At least superficially. And they faced enmity, hostility from their kinsmen according to the flesh, from their families, from uh, the circle in which they usually moved. Why leave the Old Testament system? After all, the Old Testament system is not idolatry. The Old Testament system was given by God. 
You want to believe in Jesus? Okay, believe in Jesus, but continue to offer sacrifices. Continue to keep the feast days. Continue to abide by the ceremonies of the law. Conform. Be like others. Be like others. And if you look here, there, and in other directions in the world, you will find people who think this way, and you will find people who teach this as well. Who teach this as well. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies to the Lord uh, as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, that is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed. Be transformed. Pastor Wadir, uh, our dear friend uh, who served the Lord in Egypt, uh, and, of course, now is with the Lord. One time a young man came to him uh, and told him, uh, I want to preach in your church. I want to preach in your church. Pastor Wadir asked him, Well, what do you believe? And this young man said, What do you believe? Whatever you believe, I believe. <laughs> Whatever you believe, I uh, believe. Uh, and sometimes we say to ourselves, why should we disagree with others? It is unpleasant to disagree. It is unloving to disagree. Why not just go along and blend in and go with the flow, go with the current, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. That way things will be easy and the birds will always be singing and the weather will always be fair. This is human thinking and uh, many of the things I just said are very, very wrong. Uh, very, very wrong. Uh, what does the Bible say? Is this the way that the Lord wants us to behave? when we look back upon God's children and how they conducted themselves in biblical times and also other times, is that what we see? Now, don't get me wrong. If we can obey God and be at peace with men around us, this is not just good and pleasant. This is biblical because the Bible says, as much as it lies in you, be at peace with all men. In Kanumumkinan. But the Bible also says we ought to obey God rather than men. We ought to obey God rather than men. The Bible talks about a straight and narrow way that not many walk in. The Bible talks about opposition and uh, difficulties, affliction and suffering. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 4, he tells these people who were facing difficulty. He tells them, you've not yet resisted unto blood, striving against uh, sin. The Lord Jesus, when he sent forth his disciples on a preaching journey, he did not tell them, they will welcome you. 
He said, whosoever shall not receive you. He said, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. In the midst of wolves. Uh, he said, beware of men. They will deliver you up to the authorities for my sake. He was honest with them and told them that there would be a difficulty. We need to be willing to stand for the truth in spite of this kind of difficulty. Contend for the faith which was once and for all delivered for the saints and to jahidu min ajl al-iman alladhi sullima marratan lil-quddisin to follow in the footsteps of uh, the Lord Jesus. The disciple is not above his master. Is not uh, his master. We need to be careful with regard to the world not to conform to the world to accept the pattern of the world, to have this ceasefire and very comfortable, very cozy and very chummy relationship with uh, the world. And also we need to be careful not to conform to wickedness which is inside us, because it's not only outside that there are bad things. Uh, on the inside, the flesh lusts against the, the spirit. And the spirit uh, against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another. And so are we supposed to be conforming to bad things on the inside? No. Uh, 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 no. We are called to be soldiers. To be uh, soldiers. Um, what did Paul say to the Philippians? He said in the defense of the gospel. You are partakers with me. I am set for the defense of the gospel. The Lord Jesus said, Whoever does not bear his cross, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 13, Let us go forth, therefore, Unto him outside the camp. Let us go forth unto him outside the camp, bearing his uh, reproach. The believer's path. Let us go forth without the camp. The Bible doesn't stay, stay, it doesn't say, stay in the camp and reform it. I am in some sort of organization. I'm in some kind of situation where all around me there are wrong teachings. Nevertheless, let me stay on the inside and work and try to improve this uh, group. Revelation chapter 18 and verse 4, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out. Come out of her, my people, and be not partakers of her sins that ye receive not of her plagues. Let's maintain a presence in such and such a spiritual organization, church, or something uh, uh, similar. Because by being inside that church or that organization, we can reach the people there with the message of the gospel. Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, the Bible says. What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? Second Corinthians chapter 6 and beginning with verse 14. What agreement has 
Christ, what concord has Christ with Belial, what part has he that believes with an infidel, what agreement has the temple of God with idols. Abraham is called the father of the faithful, the father of those who believe. What was the first thing the Lord said to Abraham? Get out of your country (laughs) Uh, and your kindred and your father's house unto a land that I will show you. In the land of Cana, Abraham lived a life where he was not joined at the hip to the world. Joined at the hip in Arabic, you would say, (laughs) Uh, uh, joined at the hip with the world. He lived a life that was separate from uh, wickedness around him. He lived in a tent, and here in verse 14 of Hebrews 13, it says, we have no continuing city, but we seek one uh, to come. The people in the Old Testament were brought into the land of promise. And in the land of promise, they were not supposed to mix with the idolatry which was there. Not to learn the idolatrous worship and idolatrous practice of the people who remained the previous inhabitants of the land. But then it says at the end of the book of Judges, chapter 1, Judges 1 and verse 27, it says, Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth Sheen. Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites who dwelt in Gerar. Uh, Zebulon did not drive out the inhabitants of Kitron. Naphtali did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth uh, Shemesh. And then in Judges chapter 2 and the very beginning of the chapter, the angel of the Lord came and said, I made you go out, uh, go up out of Egypt. I brought you into the land which I swore to your fathers. I said I would never break my covenant with you. Uh, and I said that you will make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You will throw down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Numbers 23 and verse 9, from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone, and not be reckoned with the nations. Go forth unto him outside the camp. Go forth unto him outside the camp. Profess the Lord Jesus openly. Profess the Lord Jesus openly. Joseph of Arimathea was a disciple. It says in John chapter 19, but secretly for fear of the Jews. Praise the Lord, he didn't remain a secret disciple. But for a certain time, the fear of the world, the fear of those around him, governed his heart and his conduct. Think about the parents of the blind man of John chapter 9, the man who was born blind, Al-Mawlud Amma. Is this your son who was blind? And how was he healed? Wow, he can see. We didn't know that. <laughs> uh, no, that's not what they said. Uh, they said, this is our son. And, uh, and he was blind. 
And now we can see, but we don't know how this happened. Mamnash, <laughs> you can ask him. He is of age. And of course, uh, John tells us that uh, the Jews had already agreed that whoever confesses Christ in any way, even that Christ performed this miracle, which is an objective fact, whoever confesses Christ in any way would be cast out of the synagogue. Uh, cast out of uh, the synagogue. Well, the blind man himself would not be silent. And neither should you or I be silent if the Lord Jesus has healed our blindness, if the Lord Jesus has opened our eyes. And Jesus said in Mark chapter 8 and verse 38, whoever will be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father and with the holy angels. Why should we be ashamed in the midst of this kind of thing, uh, this kind of uh, generation? Imagine, uh, imagine a group of people who, for whatever reason, are dirty and filthy. In comes someone who's clean. Should he be ashamed because he's clean? <laughs> uh, should he be ashamed? Why should you be ashamed of that which is right and true and comes from the Lord in the midst of a sinful and adulterous uh, a generation. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. And Psalm 107 and verse 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Let them say so. To confess the Lord Jesus in a way which others hear, know, in a public way, going forth outside the camp, separate from the world in terms of its company. Now, I'm not saying that the believer should live uh, on the top of the mountain, in the midst of the wilderness, on the top of a column. Uh, but the Bible also says, I am a companion of those who fear you and who keep your precepts. Uh, uh, the Bible also says, if you walk with wise men, you will be wise. A companion of fools is destroyed. And the Bible also says, James chapter 4 and verse 4, uh, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Amnon, one of the sons of David, had a wonderful friend called Jonadab. And he was Amnon and he had a certain lust for his half-sister Tamar. A certain desire for her. And Jonadab gave him some good advice regarding what to do. And the result was, without going into the details of the story, the result was that Amnon was killed, that he died, because he listened to the advice of his clever friend, Jonadab. In Natiji, Kenneth, in Amnon, met. 
لأنه سمع لنصيحة صديقه الزكي يونداب The Bible tells us not to enter into the path of the wicked. The Bible tells us, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, avoid it, pass not from it, uh, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away, pass away. Going forth outside the camp, separate from the world in terms of its company, separate from the world in terms of its values. What makes us happy? What do we consider valuable? Wealth, popularity, power, influence, these are some of the things that the world considers valuable. Do we consider these things valuable so that we seek after them? Wealth, popularity, power, influence, we could mention other things. The raven would eat anything. The dove wouldn't eat anything. The dove, at a certain point, went back to the ark. الغراب بيأكل شو ما كان. الحمامي رجعت على على الفلك لأنه ما بتأكل شو ما كان. ما بتأكل شو ما كان. The Bible says in the last days perilous times will come. ستأتي أيام صعبة. Second Timothy chapter three and the beginning of the chapter. Men will be lovers of themselves. They will be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to uh, uh, parents, uh, unthankful, unholy, could go on. What did Gehazi find valuable? Where were his values? He thought money was valuable. Moses had the opportunity to benefit from all the riches of Egypt. All the riches of Egypt. Now, I've said it more than once. I've had the opportunity to go to Egypt, and I've had the opportunity to go to the Cairo Museum. And there's a special hall uh, where uh, they put, they have the stuff that was found in the tomb of uh, Tutankhamun. Because other tombs were looted. Uh, and Tutankhamun was not a very important pharaoh, uh, and uh, his tomb was not very prominent in the Valley of the Kings. And so the thieves didn't find it. And so this relatively obscure pharaoh who had a relatively small tomb, they pulled out, it, pulled out of that tomb more gold than I've ever seen in my life. The riches of Egypt. Gehazi said, I want a little bit from Naaman. Moses could have had the riches of Egypt. But he forsook them because he considered something else valuable. Uh, to profess Christ uh, openly, to separate from uh, the world in terms of fellowship, to separate from the world in terms of thinking. Don't be conformed to the world, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. To go forth from the camp, but not just that, to go forth unto him. 
to go forth unto him. It is not a matter just of leaving certain things uh, behind. Where are we going? Lord, if it's you, Peter said, bid me to step out of the boat and walk on the water. No. Lord, if it is you, bid me to come unto you upon uh, the water. And so to go forth unto him. That's what Hebrews 13 and verse 13 says. It means that we should have fellowship with him. He ordained the twelfth. Mark chapter 3 and verse uh, 14. The first thing that it says about them, that they should be with him. And then it says that he might send them forth to preach. It doesn't say first to send them to preach. It says first that they would be with him and that, they, uh, and that he should send them to uh, preach. Uh, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go, one man said to the Lord Jesus. But unfortunately, Luke chapter 9, verse 57, seems that he didn't really mean it. Uh, these are they, Revelation 14 and verse 4, who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. John, again we say, First John chapter 1, in the beginning of the chapter, what we've seen, what we've heard, uh, uh, we declare to you so that you'll have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Do we have fellowship with the Lord Jesus? If any man love me, he will keep my words. My father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we will make our abode with him. I come to church. That's great. You make time for God's house on the Lord's day. Do you make time for the Lord each day? Remember that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We gather together uh, in this place. And we're thankful for this place. But the temple of the Holy Spirit is the body of the believer. And worship is supposed to be ongoing. Remember in the Old Testament the fire will not go off on the altar. Uh, on uh, the altar. Uh, when's the last time I said I can't go to that place or do that thing because I have to read the Bible and pray? How many times is it the other way around? Oh, I can't read the Bible and pray because I have to go there and do something. We should have fellowship with him. We should follow his example. Let us go forth unto him outside the camp. You see, the verse before tells us that Jesus, that he might sanctify the people with his, with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. So when we go to him outside the gate, what are we doing? We're walking in his footsteps. We are following his uh, example. Uh, don't be conformed to the world. What does it say in Romans chapter 8? It says... Uh, whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image 
of his son الذين سبق فعرفهم سبق فعينهم ليكونوا شو مشابهين لصورة ابنه to be like the Lord Jesus Christ to be holy to have a concern in an overwhelming way for what is true and what is right and what is good what is according to God's will and God's commandments to have a willingness to sacrifice for what is right to have a compassion for the lost these things we see and every good thing we see in the person of the Lord Jesus uh, of the Lord Jesus and uh, I was speaking of having fellowship with him when we have fellowship with him the Bible says Beholding him with open face, were transformed into the same image. Uh, into the same Im- Im- uh, image. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, uh, they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. That they had been with Jesus. The disciples were called Christians. They didn't call themselves, apparently. They were called Christians, little Christs. Messihi. Messih Musagar. They were called Christians in Antioch. Take up his cross. Take up whatever burden or difficulty comes our way because we want to live for the Lord and we want to be faithful uh, to him uh, to him and go in the direction that he leads. Follow his footsteps. Go forth to him outside the camp. Share his message with uh, others. Psalm 40, and beginning with verse 8, I delight to do your will. Your law is within my heart. And then he says, I've preached righteousness. I have not refrained my lips. I've not hidden this righteousness within my heart. I've declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I've not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. The message is a message from Christ. It is a message about the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you. Not to know anything except Jesus Christ and him uh, crucified. Certain of the philosophers, the Epicureans and Stoics, encountered Paul in Athens. And they said in their Uh, uh, in their critical uh, manner, uh, making light of him. What will this babbler say? He seems to be a setter force of strange gods. Epicureans, the mistake in your approach is A, B, C, D. Stoics, Riwaqiyin, Epicureans in Arabic, I think, Epicratiyin, Stoics, the mistake in your approach is A, B, is, is 1, 2, 3, 4. Paul the Apostle no doubt could have spoken of such things, and maybe he did, but if he did, it was secondary, because the Bible says that he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Jesus and the uh, resurrection. The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him, coming uh, unto him, uh, John the Baptist. Uh, 
and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There, uh, the reproach of Christ. From the time the Lord Jesus was born, there was another king who sought his life. Psalm 88 and verse 15 prophetically says, I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. Consider how the family of the Lord Jesus treated him. They said, he's crazy. He is beside himself. They stood outside and sent word uh, for him to come uh, to them. Consider how he was treated in his hometown of Nazareth, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. They were at one point trying to kill him, but uh, he passed through the midst of them. What did the world say about uh, the Lord Jesus? Uh, this is apart from his sufferings and apart from the cross. Uh, before that, breaking the law. You see, it's the Pharisees and the scribes who are the ones who are truly uh, religious. As for the Lord Jesus, he is what? He is someone who violates the law. The Lord Jesus is the one who violates uh, the law. A deceiver and a perverter of uh, the people. One who keeps company with sinners. And he is gluttonous and a drunkard. He is an ally of the devil. At one point, several times, not just at one point, uh, the Pharisees and the Herodians and the Sadducees tried to entangle him. They rested his words. They perverted his, his words. Uh, notably when he said, uh, uh, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in uh, three days. Uh, these are some of the things that the Lord Jesus faced. This is the reproach of, uh, uh, of uh, Christ. Psalm 69, and uh, beginning with verse 19, Thou hast known my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. Mine adversaries uh, uh, are all uh, before thee. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with, uh, with grief. And as the cross drew near, the Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. He did not have a heart of stone that did not feel these reproaches and the effect of these reproaches. But at the same time, he did not allow such things to sway him. He did not allow such things uh, uh, to govern his uh, behavior. I gave my back to the smiters. The Lord God will help me. Therefore, I shall not be confounded, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Isaiah 50, verses 6 and 7. It came to pass when his time was come to be received up that he set his face steadfastly to go to Jerusalem. Consider him lest you be weary and faint in your minds. People will come to the believer, especially if he lives faithfully, and say, you're narrow-minded, you're not loving, you're outdated, your attitudes come from the Middle Ages or way before that. 
You're self-righteous. You think that you're right and everybody's wrong. Oh, you have a message that only appears to the people who are poor and desperate and uneducated, uh, with, to whom you provide some kind of mental crutch. You're a minority. You're a troublemaker. Soon you will change your ways. You're crazy. Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning makes you bad. Much learning makes you mad. I am not mad, most noble Festus, but I speak the words of truth and soberness. Let us go forth therefore unto him outside the camp. Jesus went that way. It wasn't because he was hateful or angry or bitter towards the world. It was because he did what was right. He presented the true message of God. He did the will of God. And in going, we should follow him. The world might be upset. One of the lawyers came to him and told him, Master, you're saying things that reproach us also. Oh, no, no, lawyers. I didn't mean to to reproach you. Woe unto you, lawyers. Because you lay men with burdens which are grievous to be borne, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. This was not the popular thing. He could have easily said something else. Master, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Oh yes, family problems are so uh, difficult, and we need to try to work them out. Let me come and see if I can help you. Who made me a judge and divider over you? Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life, it does not consist in the abundance of things which perish. Uh, We have the Lord Jesus speaking what is true. Speaking what is pure and holy. To go forth to him outside the camp. To be like him. He was separate. We must be uh, uh, the same. Uh, He uh, was... Uh, the one who was uh, not conformed to this world. You are a chosen generation. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people, a people of his own. The Lord Jesus wants us to follow him, and he knows what's really best for us. It's easy to think, oh, it's best for us to do this. Oh, it's best for us to do that. Let us mix with the world. That will be helpful in certain ways, and it comes to us naturally. But the Bible says, love not the things that are in the world. Uh, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Uh, The things that are in the world are what? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The world passes away. These things are not from the Father. He that does the will of God abides uh, forever. There are other things more valuable. There is a foundation called the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there is a building on that foundation with gold and silver and precious stones. Or there is a building upon that foundation with wood, hay, and stubble. And a time will come when the deeds, when the works of the believer will be tried. We are not talking here about salvation because as long as the foundation is there, he shall be saved. 
but we are talking about uh, reward. We're talking about our uh, reward. There is a prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There is a reward for those who are faithful, who follow the example of Christ. He knows what's best for us and for all those around us. And he knows what glorifies him. He knows what glorifies him. And that which glorifies him is what is best for us as well and others all uh, around. Is it difficult? The Bible tells us that our light affliction, which is but for a moment, serves what? A far more exceeding, brings a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Jesus, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, he suffered outside the gate. Let's go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. Here we have no continuing city, but we seek one. We seek one to come. What will so-and-so say of my friends, of my relatives, of those who know me? Is this what is lasting? Is this what is important? No continuing city here. But there is one to come. There is one to come. Shall we go forth unto him? Follow him faithfully. Shall we bear his reproach? Shall we know that stuff here passes away and that there is a city that is eternal and a reward that comes to all who follow him faithfully. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word unto us. For these Hebrews and the message which they received, for the encouragement which the writer sends to them, Christ suffered outside the camp so that he would sanctify us. Let us go to him outside the camp. Let us bear his reproach. Let us know that there is here no continuing city. That it all passes away the things which sometimes we consider of great importance. The things of this world help us to know that we should not be conformed to this world, but be conformed to the image of your Son. Help us to know that the Lord Jesus said that if we follow him, we should be willing to take up his cross every day in so doing. And he said to his disciples, if you leave, 
father or mother, if you leave son or daughter, if you leave houses or lands for my sake, there will be a reward. And the Lord Jesus himself, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Consider him. Follow him. Bear his reproach. Help us to do so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.